you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to Studio 66 and the Dave Damashek Football Program. Even after Super Bowl 50, we are presented by McDonald's. We got a crew in here in Studio 66. A little out of sorts, really, because it was a long week in the Bay Area. Something that's helps, well, something that's helped stabilize my blood sugar level is McDonald's all day breakfast. I go get myself an egg McMuffin. I feel a little bit better. It looks like it. I don't need that. You don't need to start in with the with the insults. Fine. I gained maybe twenty seven or thirty one pounds. That good pounds. Yes, indeed. We'll talk about all of it and what we saw on the gridiron. In Santa Clara, California, on what couldn't have been a grander day. First, let's say hello to everybody. Oh, before I do that, let me tell you, of course, what do you think we're going to do on the show? It's a football program, after all. We're going to review Super Bowl 50. We're going to talk about the top defenses that we've seen. Obviously, the Broncos now certainly in a single season have to be in that conversation, as well as the top defenders we've ever seen. That's going to be juicy stuff. Plus, of course, Like I say, our time was gay up in the Bay Area for a week, and we are going to do a little slideshow and converse about that. You want to hear these stories because I, for one, I guess not fly on the wall, but uh, but I, you know, the experiences I had, especially on Sunday, actually out for drinking some grapes with Ike in the middle of the week and and uh, handsome Hank and Matt Money Smith, really some great stories and uh, some neat stuff that I saw, and we're going to look back at that. Let's say hello now to everybody joining me in 66, starting off with our resident Miami Dolphins fan all the way from London, England, and all the way open with his shirt. Well, I don't understand that move, handsome Hank. Let's say hello to him. It's handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome, 
handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Are you hot or something? Why no, is I, your shirt so it open? Is, it is 84 degrees outside. It is 84 degrees outside in, in midwinter in California. But, no, I've every time I've ever been on this show, my shirt has always been he, open. He's giving them a preview. Right. Oh. <laughs> Who's they? A sneak peek. <laughs> Just all a preview. It. Maurice, in the meantime, me, Maurice and I are the ones getting the sneak well, peek. You're fine. I don't think either one of us <laughs> asked for it. <laughs> Speaking of Maurice, let's say hello to him now, the Jaguar, the Raider, the Bruin, oh, and our pal, Maurice jones <laughs> Hey. Oh. Straight out of Oakwood. That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the insult. Now he's always. You know what? You know what I don't like about this? He's going to start laughing when my segment come up. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Hello, Maurice. How was your time in the Bay? Back home for you. It was, it was, it was wonderful, Shaq. Um, we got a chance to get to know each other a little bit better, I thought. We had a good time, hung out a little bit. Worked. <laughs> oh, I thought all you did was party all day, uh, yes, Maurice. That's, that's, what, that, that's what some of our colleagues told us when we returned. Yeah, mm-hmm. no partying. Yeah, all we did was uh, – what, what did you do all week? You guys just went out and had grapes and glad-handed with yeah, celebrities. Right. One thing you did get to do, though, was watch your cousin, and you were uh, you were true to the family. Family's what matters yeah, most, everybody. And, uh, and you predicted and were correct in T.J. Ward, your cousin, 43, and playing a big role, too. He could have been the MVP if he mm-hmm. just knew how to stay on his feet. <laughs> You're right, uh, actually. I had to text him after, like, bro, we could have won. The, we could have had the trophy. I would have been on the field if we got the trophy. <laughs> Tripping. Is that how that works? Oh, yeah. I mean, I raised him as a pup in this game. I see. He's, a young, he's another one of my young pups. It's like a bunch of them running around. And, <laughs> and get my kids together, get them out the street. He did speak very highly of you when I caught up with him at uh, at media night. Boy, that seems like about uh, six weeks Doesn't ago it? to me now. Boy, that it is a great time, but it is a marathon. Anyway, uh, good for you, Maurice, and your family to see uh, T.J. Ward. Get that. And then lastly, let's say hello to the 12-year Pittsburgh Steeler, number 2-4. It's like Taylor, everybody. (laughs) Oh! Oh! What is this? Oh, my. Whoa! I love happened? it! What I love happened? it! Hey! I like the old one better. Give me the old one. <laughs> I, I want to hear that. Let's just compare and contrast. Number 24 is in the house. <laughs> Ike on the show. Woo! Hey. See, I like that one better. You would. No, no I like the other one. How about the range of uh, the one-man house band, Dick right. Banks? Now everybody should feel happy. I think well, everyone's I, got it now. Can I be a little yeah. greedy? Yes. Can we have a song with just me and Ike in there? What? <laughs> just you. You, got, you got an individual Ike. one, and Ike got an individual, and now it's got to be Ike and Maurice's song. Yes. That's right. called right. the remix. Yeah. All right. Get okay. get back to work, one-man house band, Dick Thank Banks. You, boy, oh, that boy. Was, hey, Talk about greedy. Awesome. You guys are. Hey, Dave, can I get a song with you then? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's how it works, yeah. is it? We, we I, see, I see the division. Yeah, I see I what's going on. We tried to we tried to commingle here, and now you guys separated us. Hey, again. we got tapeworms in our stomach. We're greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get enough. me one of those. It's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear if you get a tapeworm, it takes off like 10, 15 pounds like that. Oh, I need one of those.
How do I how do I order a tapeworm? Let me know where to get that. Go online. All right. Let's get into it now. Very important stuff. And of course, Super Bowl review is where we'll start. And I'll tell you what. I thought that the should the Seahawks have run Marshawn Lynch at the end of 49, got tired after about 12 hours. Oh, I'm pining for that conversation now mm. because since the Super Bowl ended, the only thing it seems that people can talk about is how Cam Newton comported himself after losing the biggest game in his life. Where do I start? I'm going to start with you, Maurice. How? What do you make of all this kerfuffle about how he handled himself in the postgame? Uh, you know, it's it's crazy that he gets the brunt of the blow, but Michael Jordan handled himself the, that way. He was a winner, and when they lost, he wasn't the nicest guy to talk to. Uh, Peyton Manning, same way. When they lose, he's not the greatest guy to talk to. Bill Peyton Pelican. Manning, let's let's just say, I know other people are pointing it out, but I was all over this immediately yeah, after the, the confusion about this. Peyton Manning ran off the field and didn't shake Drew Brees' right. hand. During Cam Newton did. Cam Newton shook his hand and was smiling with him. It was sad. He lost a big game. I think Tom Brady does the same thing. They get mad. They give you short answers. Okay. And and, and it's just just, when you're a competitor and you're a winner and in your mind that you're something you think you're, you feel like you're supposed to win all the time and you lose, that's what happens. That's, I mean, that's what I'm tired of America wanting us to be like, oh, well, it's okay. It's never okay to lose. You should never be okay with losing, period. And if you're okay with losing, like Cam said, then you're a loser. I don't understand, you know, Deion Sanders said it. I've heard, you know, I've heard a million people say, you just, you're the leader of the corporation now and you got to have a different face on that. What, I'm not sure what's wrong about being disappointed about if you are Superman, the league MVP, you didn't have your best game. He's bummed out. He feels responsible for his teammates not doing. And by the way, you know what else he didn't do? Unlike Peyton Manning, who I remember after the 05 divisional I'm, round game against Pittsburgh, what are you doing, Ike? Yeah, I'm doing. I see all the top defenses of all time, but I don't see the 2008. All right, li- all right, we'll put them on there. No, but no, we're no, kibitzing no. about another matter right now, Ike. I'm listening. For I'm audio listeners, Ike is prepping for later on. Yes, yeah. on his cell phone. I'm multitasking. Now listen, <laughs> I'm Ike. Ready for the next. After the 05 divisional round game against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Peyton Manning promptly went to the postgame presser and said, well, I'm trying to be a good teammate here, but our O-line uh, didn't give me any time. Cam Newton didn't do that. He didn't say Jericho Cotri should have caught that pass at the five, and if he had, the game would have turned out much differently. Hey, our special teams allowed the biggest punt return when really we had when we had flipped right. the field and we were making our push. All of a sudden, that turned the game back around in the Broncos' favor. Cam didn't do any of that. Cam just said nope. Yep. No, I can't. Before we talk to Ike, because I want to mix it up, because okay. I feel like you're going to defend Cam here. Handsome. I don't know. I'm. Your I'm. Is. I, look, I. I. Th- I agree with you. He didn't throw anyone under the bus. And remember, when, at the start of the season, when when um, we were all talking about how the Panthers even going to win a game, basically, and we talked about their offensive line and their receivers. And in the end, it's ironic that they got the whole way through the season and surprised us. And then when it came down to it, it wasn't Cam that lost that game. And he had every reason to feel bad about it because he's the leader of the team. But he got let down by his receivers, and and that offensive line got completely outplayed by the Broncos. But whether Cam, you know, he he doesn't he 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 doesn't have to take all the blame. Maybe the one thing he could have done was was 
just sit there and answer some of those questions like other other quarterbacks have done before. But I can completely understand in that big spot. I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be willing to talk to a bunch of media who want me to. I don't understand. Point the fingers or tell everyone it's my fault. Ike, is there some standard that I'm unaware of? But everybody promptly announced that. Well, Cam's not doing what you're supposed to do. Who has laid out for you? I know you're not a quarterback, and and the quarterback is apparently held to a much higher standard than the rest of the team. But ha- are you aware of anybody getting in? You know, Burt Lawton of the Steelers' uh, PR, uh, the head of their PR, a delightful man who we got to hang out with a little bit. That's a, a story that we'll share in a minute. But does Burt Lawton go to Ben Roethlisberger after a bad game in the playoffs and say, like, now remember, Ben, you have to answer questions and be nice about it, and don't and don't uh, and don't be sad when you're up there? I mean, what is who decided that's the standard? I mean, me and MJD was talking about this earlier. Like, I've been in Cam's situation, like against that Broncos game, like on the line, overtime, first person that scored a touchdown or wins the game. So I was that guy, but. I tore that Denver Bronco locker room up. <laughs> I got I, it up. I tore two lockers up. Did you? I tore two lockers up, calmed myself down, understood I still had to face the media, and I talked to him. Did I want to? Nah. But as a professional, that's one of your jobs. And people and teammates and what it looks like the media, they respect you more when you're faced with adversity and know how to handle it. So, y'all understand Cam and why he's mad, but I'm like, Cam, we've been dabbing the whole season. And the reason why you've been dabbing, you've been crushing everybody. And you telling everybody, hey, man, stop me. If y'all don't like this first down, if y'all don't like me dabbing, me dancing, stop me from getting in the end zone. But isn't that what he said? He said they they outplayed us. What what do you want me to tell you? They did. They they did stop me. You get to a point and you finally have a defense that stops you. Everything you do. And now it's not going your way. I don't see the I don't see the pearly whites. <laughs> well, that would be weird though. Wouldn't no, that no, no, be no, no. But, wouldn't but, that be more off putting if he is, was like, Oh well, we had a great season anyway. So if you listen to Chris Harris Jr. in in the back, he's telling on the other side he told the gay play. The blueprint, like, hey, mm-hmm. this is we just keep Cam in the pocket. We wanted Cam to throw, not run. I mean wanted him to uh run, not throw, like they, they came out with the blueprint, so now all of a sudden you mad? Like it, as a professional, you got to take the good with the with the bad. By the way, that's life. Well, what would you want his reaction to be though? What, and what did he say? Got it. Got it. Got, wa- it, got it. Walking off, you got to take it and eat it. Just right. point point blank. Period, man. It's just like being a parent, man. Being a football player is like being a parent. It ain't gonna go your way all the time. And when right. it doesn't go your way all the time, man, you got to sit down and take it and eat it because when it's going your way all the Didn't time. Didn't he, though? What, well, how did he not take it? I, he, he said well, I didn't, it, they it, beat us. What do you want me to say? No, to no, 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 no. what he said. Did you hear Chris Harris in the background yeah. of the audio? Yeah. That's the reason why he left. Right. So my my thing as a player, like, dang, you, you've been telling me to stop you. As a player, I ain't even talking about the media part. As a player, you've been telling me to stop you. We stop you. And now you hear what I'm saying. And you feel some kind of way about it? Come I, on. I was going to say this. Do I, but let me just ask this real quick because I've heard different things about this. You've been in three Super Bowls. Are the are the uh, post-game pressers in that close of proximity usually? Andrew Siciliano said it's always that way at the Super Bowl. You always can hear the other team nah, talking. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear. You couldn't hear. I that. couldn't hear a thing. You know, because that was weird. I was watching it, 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 it Sunday that, night and thinking, "What? Why? Yeah, what is that other noise going?" That's on? that's very weird. 
it, so it is not usual to be able to hear yeah. the other team celebrating while you're talking about yeah, that's the worst very moment of your I mean, career. Ike, you told us about when you played Green Bay, and you were like, you never had the confetti fall and then not be black and yellow, mm-hmm. right? And how you felt. Like, you were like, sick. The, the same thing. So I was able to go through two. Went through two, man. We I seen them rope off everybody. Like, excuse me, right. I seen my family come out, my son come out, my wife come out, my mom and them, they come out on the field, man. And I seen the other team, you know, walking off. Some just standing there, just looking at the confetti, some crying. But I never knew till we lost the one in Dallas. And it didn't hit me till I got back in the locker room. Like, you see the, you see the other team, they family coming on the field. They roping you off, like, gradually telling, telling you you got to leave. And <laughs> they come clear you off. No, hey, for real. Uh, uh, hey shake, beat it. Beat yeah. it, guy. Shook Coach Tom Lahane. Good game. Got back there to the locker room. Had my arms around TP, man. And it took a shower. Just sitting there. Took a hot shower. Long shower. Just like, still didn't hit me. Still didn't hit me. But when we got on the bus. Sick. It just happened at once. Like, I just lost a loved one. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you felt losing the Super Bowl. Like, I just lost a loved one because you don't know if you're coming back. That's what people got to understand. Yeah, we we, we can we can say, man, they got a, a good opportunity, meaning the Panthers, to go back. But there is no telling if they're going back. Just look at the Buffalo I, Bills. Look at, look at Dan Marino. No, I mean, the, that's at, your comparison. Look at the Buffalo Bills. Dan Marino was in his second year. Right. Was the MVP. Had an all-time season in 84. Everybody declared, oh, well, he'll be back. And he will Cam Newton's field. after He's... five years now. MVP. All-time season. Cam Newton no is lucid. He, I'm sure he is yeah. thinking and, to and himself, hey, it's not easy to get here. No guarantee. But, but that's what I think that's why what he said on the th- – like. It's good for people to see the negative part about losing. Like, I, I, because it's not cool. Like, losing is not okay. It should never be okay in life. Like, someone has to do it, yes. But when you lose, it's supposed to make you work harder to go back and try to win. So, when I hear people say, well, that's, I don't want my kid to be like that, well, then you don't want your kid to be a winner then. Because you have to go through some type of adversity in order to, 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 like, so I was asked a question at one at the combine. Someone was like, do you, do, do you, you rather, you love to win or do you hate to lose? And I was, like, looking, like, I was really? thinking in my head, like, I don't, like, I, I hate losing. Like, I, I still to this day, like, I remember crying after games in Jaguar, like, in the gear, like, sitting in the locker room like a baby. People were like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I hate this feeling. Because to me, like, why work those, how many ever hours they work to get to this point to play the way you played, right? right? To get dominated the way you got dominated, you feel helpless. And you don't want I, And by the way, again, it bears repeating. In the moment, professional integrity, professional respect, he put a smile on and went over and shook Peyton Manning's hand. What's more important, that or answering inessential questions from curmudgeons in a locker room? This, this, the one, the one cares thing, the what one he says thing to is, the media? A, I agree with you, but the one thing is, remember, there are people who have been, we've laughed about them, but there are people who have been hating on Cam all season long. There was the, 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 women who were, the women who were writing those letters about what an example he sets. And then before that, there was a narrative. And again, it's meaningless, and it was made up by the media. But it was Cam it was always sulking in press conferences. He's got, got his hood over. He's got a towel over his head. And people made a big deal out of that. So he probably should have understood that him doing it again in the Super Bowl, regardless of the feeling, was going to – you know, people will be talking about it the next week. I kind of think – you know it. what I think? He said and, on Tuesday that uh, – what is today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. That's how turned around. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what day it is. He said on Tuesday morning 
that, hey, I'm on record as being a sore loser. I think legitimately, to your point, Handsome, I think his point on – I think there is – I mean, it was raw, and that was his real feeling. I'm super bummed out. I just lost the biggest game of my career. I'm sad, and I'm not going to hide it. I think in his head he probably was thinking in that moment – this is a virtue. Well, I'm not going to put on a right. smile. I agree. I'm devastated. I'm not going to be a phony. Yeah. I'm always – I wear it. When I'm joyous on the football field for I doing wear well, it. I wear for my what? joy. Exactly. I'm, I'm devastated right now. I'm not going to put on a show for you because right. you want me to. I agree. But you. But then we know that there were pe- – I mean, we talked about it for two weeks leading up to the Super but, Bowl. There were people who were waiting for this moment because they want to hate. And now they're and having it. They're, they're having it in moment. Jerks. I want people to understand. Remember what he did when they lost to Atlanta? He did the same thing. Yeah. He stayed in the locker room, didn't talk to anyone. Remember, everyone had to wait. The buses had to wait because he was sick. He, like, to me, when we're in a sport, a competitive sport, we talk about it all the time. Ike, you playing black tie out there in basketball or we doing bowling, and you start to see the competitor come out in you. When you're a competitor, you don't play to, you don't play to, to have fun. You play to win. Regardless of what it is, anything I'm going to do, I do it to win. And when I lose, even on like when I'm on the Madden show and I lose, like they know it's like it's not gonna be, it's, it's not cool. Like you know, they know that I'm gonna get back in the lab and I'm gonna do everything I gotta do to get back to win. You've barely spoken to Black Tyson. Still he won't. Still you won't. Madden. Won't talk to him. It's always <laughs> negative, ain't it? Well, he wants to ask you something right now. Yes, Black Tyson. I, I do. T.J. Ward, your cousin, like you said, did come out and say a couple of things about the Panthers and Cam. Here's one quote: They want to be famous. We want to be champions. They want to be rappers and backup dancers. We want to play football. He's a he's a champ. He can say whatever he wants. He's a uh, champ. No, he won. <laughs> yeah, that's like, all. And that's they're the talking thing. stuff. Yeah, so that, that's what you're like. Like again, that's why everybody wants to win because when you win, you can say whatever you, you can want. Say what you want. Yeah, just, like whether well, no one's not going to say anything. Now, if you lose, you can't say anything. You got to sit there and watch them celebrate. So, again, when you talk about Cam, you're right. When it's good, yeah, it's great. His highs are way up here, and his lows are way down. But that's why he's that's why he's not. That's the difference between him and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's always going to be even kill. But his highs are going to be like here. But he's robotic. Really I mean, he wears right. he, he gets his emotions from Google. But you know, I, he he went he goes bang, on a, bang, apparently. bang or whatever it is. But, but that's what I'm saying though. So he his highs aren't going to be as high as Cam, right? But his lows aren't going to be as low either. And so some people want that. Some people like that. Like Pete Carroll, he likes it. That's what he wants. Just Other un- guys just got to understand with Cam. Just as a professional, you just got to finish finish the process. Yeah, like I understand you pissed off. You can talk to me as bad as you want to talk to me when you lose. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. Don't walk off on me. Just talk to me. I guess he That's walked right. off, but it was the exact same questions. And in the midst of that, Chris Harris talking directly behind That's him. what got him. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't the questions the media people was asking him. It was what he was hearing in the background. Because if you pay attention, he kind of slid like. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That was a game plan. That's what they're saying. Yes, literally, you could hear him. Man, I'm See him listening. All right, real quick, because I want to celebrate Von Miller and Demarcus Ware specifically um, in victory here. And I also thought John Elway's uh, this one's for Pat completing that circle from 1998 when Pat Bowling stood up in there and said this one's for John. I thought that was just the best. How many people? I want to say where were we at when people were like he's gonna like they were like saying like what is Elway gonna say? Everyone's like he's gonna say this is for Pat and. So I mean, it's kind of like people knew that was coming. Though. I I I didn't I I hadn't calculated. I hadn't that. got I, to no, that. I thought it might be this one for Peyton. In or, fact, handsome and I were standing next to each other and say he's going to pass the torch and say this one's for Peyton. Instead, he did even cooler. He completed uh, and honored Pat Bolin. Um, Ike, real quick though, I want to talk about uh, what what was your reaction 
Cam himself says, my leg was bad. I didn't dive in there. I highly doubt in a six-point game, given the five months that preceded this and the fight that it was to get to this spot, I highly doubt that Cam Newton decided, yeah, I'm going to quit here. It's down six in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. What did you think of that loose ball, though? Why didn't he die for that? MJ Dean and I was talking about this again. There go your Drew, Drew Brees effect when he was in San Diego. Same thing. Reaching out for a ball. Reached out for the ball, man, to his whole shoulder. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention to Tom Brady, Tom Brady kind of reached out for a ball, too, in the playoffs, and it, it, didn't, look, it didn't look good at all. Like, mm-hmm. I thought something wrong was – something yeah. was going to be wrong with Tom Brady's arm. But, man, when you're in that kind of situation, man, it's like you're the quarterback, so I get it. And, and MJD said it earlier, like, when – the New York Giants was playing. They were scrimmaging somebody. I want to say it was the Redskins. That when it was scrimmaging the Redskins, they got in a fight. Eli ran the other way, hmm. as he should. You don't want to be no part right. of that. Yeah, we can talk about, yes, the Super Bowl, and you fumble the ball, you got to get the ball back. But, man, I don't want to be in the offseason trying to rehab my arm because somebody tore it off me trying to get the ball. Exactly. And and you're told probably as a quarterback, you know, all year long, whether it's in practice or in a game, like don't get it don't get yourself hurt trying to do something. I don't know how you switch but that they, in the last minute of a Super but Bowl. But he always he seeks contact. Cam's not shy about colliding with people. It's a, it's a difference between seeking contact between jumping over. Right. We, right when you have the ball points, and a ball muffing out your hand, and everybody's around. Do you that's know what opportunity. goes on in those piles? That's an opportunity for somebody to to basically take you out because mm-hmm. they don't want to see Cam. When Cam is going full speed, not too many people want to right, tell him the piles are real. We hey, should put Shaq in one of those piles. Those piles are not – they're not – Nothing fun all, about them piles. There's nothing fun about those piles, too. I've been – I've remembered every, every – I want to say Pop Warner all the way to, to the league – if there's a, a fumble, you never see the quarterback in there unless he unless he fumbles and he's getting a sack and it comes back right. to him. But he's never running to it because it's it's bad. But those piles are bad, man. Like I know you, you've told I've seen me about guys, things that you've grabbed in there. Uh, I don't know. I try to grab the ball. That's all I try to grab. <laughs> Is that true, Maurice? That's it. That's it. You know I don't like jive. I don't jive. I've seen fingers. I've seen somebody's fingers try to go other places, and I've had a guy put his hand in there and try to like <laughs> scratch my eyes out. But that's, I mean that's just kind of how it is. But as a quarterback, think if you're going in there with your throwing hand, somebody dislocates one of your fingers. I hear. Uh, to me, I'm. I, in fact, somebody should see. He needs uh, savvy um, representation, like Damashek. If Cam would have talked to me, I would say, I, even if that's the case, just say that you thought that you were reading where the ball was, and you thought Demarcus Ware might pop it out, and you were reading where the bounce might go. That would have been the smart thing. To I say. thought you didn't like Jive. Well, yeah, well, no. See, do as I – don't fist bump hey, him for that, do Ike. I don't, don't like it being thrown in my face. Don't do that. Bitten by my own snake. Don't All right, fine. Now let's talk about – to me, as somebody who loves the Super Bowl history, I said late in the fourth quarter, make like Super Bowl twelve. Harvey Martin and Randy White were two dominant Dallas Cowboys against the Denver Broncos, coincidentally. Um, and they got – Co-MVPs, only time it's ever happened in Super Bowl history. I thought DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller should have gotten the MVP, but fine. So they didn't. Von Miller, an all-time destructive performance, including the title game against Tom Brady, and then against Cam Newton. I mean, it was 
you know, I, you, Ike and Maurice, I don't know, Handsome, if you remember the 85 Bears. I but definitely, it had, that's my first. It had first, that first effect of, like, well, I can't do anything. I, have no, I can't do anything. They're all over me mm-hmm. kind of thing for two games. For 120 minutes, I don't, I've never seen two high-end offenses, the Patriots and, and completely different offenses, have no ability to do anything to handle that pass rush. Ike? It's, it's, it's Vaughn. And the reason why I'm on my phone, ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at these stats. It's Vaughn, man. The man got 60 sacks. And, of course, since 2011, he got a total of 60 sacks. Since 2011, again, he has a total that boy of 60. And he's been sacks. shelved for a while with injury no, and suspension. No, 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 no. So that's not on that. 2013, he only played. Nine games and he had five sacks. Just remember this though. Remember he played linebacker a, a couple of years ago too in that four three system. Yep. So he wasn't rushing all the time. He was only rushing when they called mm-hmm. blitzes. Von Miller, and there, this is the reason I say I say this. He what he did, and I remember before before it was all before we were like before the uh, the Super Bowl we were talking. I said uh, Michael Orr has to have a big game in order for the win. You did because I knew. The other tackle wasn't going to be worth anything. so and That proved to be right. They were abusing both yeah. of them. They both were getting abused. And so that's what ended up coming down to is Von Miller just went out there and he just took the game over. He, he just had a And it meant also that they couldn't, impl- they couldn't deploy Greg Olson nope. as much in the passing right. game, and he's really their most dangerous weapon or their most consistent uh, pass target, and you couldn't and, – and it's still – no matter, and by the way, I said the one thing I got right about this Super Bowl was the Broncos have no shot if they don't get a defensive touchdown, and immediately they got one. And I said, what happens if it gets to be 10 nothing Broncos? What sort of – it'll be interesting to see, and that's exactly where we found ourselves. And, you know, but, I mean, Von Miller with the strip sacks. And, you know, the other thing he did early a couple of times is Cam gets loose, and there's really no accounting for that, and you can shadow him all you want, but – Almost always, the 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 difference making of number one out there against almost any team is that when things break down, is his ability to cover a ton of ground with his legs. He all of a sudden can run around and he can be deep. He can be in a fifteen, yeah, he can be fifteen yards behind the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden he's running up the sideline and and killing the defense. Von Miller made two big defensive plays early in the game, tackling him just before Cam got the first down. And all of a sudden, early in the game, I thought, ooh, this is a little bit different. If they're not going to – if Von Miller is so fast that he's going to prevent Cam from – from making those pre- plays that break down and, and making those first. I thought that, that had to get in Cam's head a little bit. Like, whoa, I always get this first The down most here. versatile defensive lineman slash outside linebacker. Like, you can line him up anywhere. We like to talk about J.J. White, but now, man, we got to start giving this man props because he covered Jericho Cotri mm. on that deep play. In the slot. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I, don't, I, don't know if any, I don't know if any other D lineman can do that. Like, this dude, he, Wi-Fi, again. He he he's just out of this world right now, man. Vine Vine is a unique individual, and the thing I like about Vine is everybody likes him. Like you saw him on TV, dancing with the coaches. Like he he makes everybody comfortable. You can just tell he's just a down to earth, genuine, good guy. He just so happened to be real great at what he does. He's always ball searching. You like know, every always. every time every time he going for a sack, he looking for that ball. He's not trying to destroy a quarterback. He's hey, I'm gonna get this sack and I'm gonna get this ball. And that's how they score, wind up scoring on defense. But when you got a guy who's just so savvy, so quick, so versatile, that's why I say, man, you got to pay this man 120. Yeah. You know, he's about, he's about to be 
a very, very rich man. No question. I, I, well, you said it best. I, I mean, he, he can cover receivers in the slot. He can rush the passer. He can play linebacker. He can play. I've seen him rush over a guard and get sacks. So, he can do it all. He, he, he makes that defensive line happen. DeMarcus Ware was smart by oh. going yeah. to Denver. Because I'm going to feed off – I'm feeding off of uh, Vaughn. Vaughn is going to be my go-to. It, it's, we're just looking at the coast o- over again. That's all the coast had with Freeney and uh, mm-hmm. Mathis. The same thing. The same thing. They got the same thing going. But now they got a younger version. Higher level because Derek Wolf and But now Shane, Shane Ray. Ray oh. Shane, Ray, Shane Ray is going to be that, that's be that Von Miller. Yep. And if them two guys can click, you got Wolf. He he's starting to come along. So you got Jackson, who's Malik great. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, so Jackson where was... where they, they is they're built for pass rushing. They will always struggle against a rushing team, like a team that's can that can run, will give them hell. But if you let them pin their ears back and just rush the quarterback, I feel sorry. The speed with which in in the hundred and twenty minutes, looking back to the Patriots game and and now this one, the speed with which he whipped those tackles was I mean that that's devastating you know what's funny I have to say because I like the Steelers if I haven't have I mentioned before that I'm a Steelers fan does that come up well I I root for the Steelers where are you from originally I'm from uh, well that's part of the reason I'm from Pittsburgh so I I embraced the right I went to some of your games like when you were playing I I went to the the Steelers in two games completely handled Ware and uh and Von Miller. It's weird. If you look at their numbers, I think they had to combine four tackles. That, that's what against I'm saying. The, against you, that but which if is you, weird. If but. you get a team that likes to run, it's 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 gonna be trouble. But if you get a team that like to pass all day, man, you gotta have two solid. I'm talking about I'm talking about damn near Pro Bowl guys outside against Von and company. Because if you don't, man, they're going to give you He, Von Miller, that spin move he put on. Oh, uh, he tore him up. I mean, and then the, what he did, I'm trying to think of who it was in the uh, in the Patriots game where he just, I, I thought, well, he was offsides. He clearly jumped early. No, no, go back and look at it. He timed it perfectly and blew by, untouched, got the Brady and hammered him at the goal line. On Vollmer, yeah. Um, no, it was on Gannon. The, uh, they brought a tag, another tackle to play tight end. In that game. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk quickly here about eighteen, and uh, you know, I mean, it's over. Shut. Uh, There's nothing to talk about. I agree, but I mean, he. W- I mean, he was crummy. He had a bad game. You would expect that he would have a bad game. He threw a couple passes that could have been picked. He was picked. Um, I think he understands that. I don't know what there is to say about it. Clearly, the Broncos. Anybody who would indulge, although I do have Broncos fans saying you got to bring back eighteen, but I think the, that's not. That's the, a vapid the, opinion. Listen, you can't bring that guy back. By the end of the day. On his resume, it's not going to talk about his Super Bowl performance. You're correct. That's right. I would say he's a two, two rings, yeah. a Super Bowl champion. And we talked about this earlier. Like yep. we were talking about, man, what if he has a, a a bad game statistically? Like, and I was saying, I was trying to say, it doesn't matter. Yep. He win the game. He win a game. He has two Super Bowls, and that's all really people going to look at. By the end of the day. It benefits him more 10 years from now than it does right. now. Today. Yeah. Because exactly. what you forget are those specifics. As you get away from them, the ring count matters, and we can debate. And the records. Uh, right. I mean, let, he has all the individual records. He now played he, in, what did he play in? Did, Five Super Bowls? He won broke, two of them. He broke. Wait, how many? Four, four Super Bowls. Sorry. But didn't he break the, the – uh, he broke Favre's record yes. on the Super Bowl? With I that. Mean, that's neat. So I mean, that's – listen, Peyton. Okay. Listen, Peyton. Yes, go ahead, Maurice. Tell him. It's no, time, don't t- don't show it's video. Time to go we got to get a single because Maurice has a message. Maurice has a message I'm a, for Peyton. Yeah, I'm a, I'm who a, is a regular a, listener of this show. Peyton, I believe he is. You've done it all. It's time to go ahead 
go home, buy the Tennessee Titans, turn them around. Call me if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> You'll chip in with any any questions he might no have? Question. I'll chip in however I need to, financially, emotionally, physically, whatever it may be. I will help you. <laughs> don't come back because it's a young man's game, and I don't want to see you limping around this thing because it's going to get serious next year. I promise you. Just don't offer. That was well done, Thank you. and I think that was really nice. And just Peyton, please, and it's enough with the pizzas, right? We're, we're not. We don't. Nah, want I mean, those. you can keep doing the pizzas. I don't. Whatever. No, you, you don't. Do. Want if the if you want him around. to buy the Titans, he needs to do. The I know, pizza but the stuff. 2016 Maurice and, and oh no, the yeah, 2016 Damashek are slimming down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm about to. Pizzas. I'm about to slim down. Definitely, but I'm about one. I want a piece of that Titans, though. Yeah, not a piece yeah, of the pizza, a piece but of a piece tights. of the Titans. All right, that's a nice message there. Hey, all right, Black Tie. Yeah, you did say that this is what's going. You said Bizarro Peyton. You said that in December. I got to tip my hat to you. No, and exactly. Wrong, I said I it say, November uh, November seventeenth. November sixteenth. Right. He writes down when he at nine twenty four a.m. Bold prediction. You know why you write it down, uh, Black Tie? Because no one else would. But he didn't do anything. You act like, oh, he's going to come back. Well, I, I didn't say anything. No, he was right. Hey, no, no, no. You can't knock Black Tie on that one. He said. What did he say? Along with I Ike, can read it out. I can read it out. He and Ike. Read it out. We'll put it up on the screen. I'm sure, I'm sure you've got it. I'm sure you've got it. Well, let's not act like he played well in any That's what I wanted to be. No, like he didn't. Did say they had ball. 194 yards of total offense. I know, but well, Black Tie didn't say he was going to play well. That's 40 yards less than any team has ever had in this. Ike football. and Maurice, I, Ike and uh, Black Tie said nothing about how well Peyton was going to play. They said he was going to turn around and hand the ball off. Get it right. It happened. Here's, here it is, word for word. Bold prediction, one in the midst of the Peyton Manning bizarro season. Worst statistical year, out to the playoffs, quarterbacks, Broncos, Super Bowl 50, and retires. That's it. It is. He'd be he'd be low. Facts only. It would be you know that was be, a low bold. You didn't say they were going to win or anything. You didn't say they were just going to go to the Super Bowl. No, I said they were going to win. I didn't read. I didn't hear that. And when you said it, you were like they're going to go to Super Bowl fifty, and that's and he's right off in the sunset. That was the point. That was the intent of the tweet. I want to say they're a couple win. other things about the Super Bowl because I wrote myself. You put it in mumbo sauce on this tweet <laughs> from two months ago. To me, the three most devastating plays of the game for the Panthers, aside from Von Miller, I, I, I'm I'm taking out plays that weren't great efforts by the opponent. Mm-hmm. Von Miller made some devastating plays that you couldn't handle. T.J. Ward made some significant plays. Uh, C.J. Anderson, for all his struggles, did snap off a couple of, uh, of uh, impressive little yeah, runs yeah. there. And so on, but the three plays that are self-made issues that could have swung the game: Jericho Cotri's drop against mm-hmm. Von Miller when he was covering him. That has to be a yep. catch. Sure. And he dropped another one, but the one that would have gotten them down inside the ten. Devin Funches catching one, dropping one over the middle that would have gotten them into That's the true. red zone was yep. terrible. He threw a, a D- didn't he? Didn't he tweet me? Cam threw a strike. <laughs> didn't he tweet us? He did. Devin Funches did tweet. You don't. You don't Reese respect him I. enough. Did, apparently, did tweet? you're on the biggest stage. That's why you don't want. That's why you don't want the lights. You're, you're on the biggest the lights, stage. Man. Can I tell you something? While we were down on the field before the game, and we'll get into that a little bit more. It was a great time. I said to Maurice, "Here's a man of honor that he is." He, I said, because the players were talking to Ike and Maurice, like the game's about to start. There's like a 45 minutes or so before the Super Bowl starts, and they're like, "Hey, Ike, hey, Maurice, what's happening?" Guy like coming over and like, "What are you?" Hey, guys, you're playing in the Super Bowl. I said, oh, we should go visit Devin Funches and see how he is since you've had some Twitter heat with him. And Marie said, no, no, you don't do that. No, you don't. You do it to the guys that want to talk to you. Yeah. You don't call. You don't try to get – you don't make yourself the story before the Super Bowl. Yeah. I say, 
that's where you and I part ways. Maurice is classy. That, that would have been. No, very, I would do it. That would have been very disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, that would have been very disrespectful. Even I can see that. Yeah, you can't do that because then because then what happens is that drop they're gonna blame it on us. And I, I wasn't out there. I don't play. I don't got the pads on anymore. But he's like, well, I was talking and they were bothering me and I lost focus. No, I can't give you mm-hmm. those. I hear you. The other one is the punt return was crushing because, like oh. I said, they had flipped they, him. They had him there as it's well. They, two seven, people. Two right. people. It's almost well, like they, they thought he was going to fair catch. Right. 10-7. They get the ball back. The Panthers are feeling it. They might. That might have been the spot where, where they tie. Or re- yep. And, oh, oh, well, I forgot the other one, the missed field goal. The, well, the, the, the missed field goal is big. The other one, which, which was weird, Ted Ginn caught a pass and took it down the field. And then he just – he could he had probably like 15 more yards and he just stepped out of bounds. It was <laughs> yeah. a weird one. They, I just when I started watching a lot of the things they were doing, it was just little things like that. Yep. They just like you know why do you do that? You know, when you're in the Super Bowl, you sell you sacrifice. You got to sell out. You got to go get it all. Because mm-hmm. we'll again, right? I had a coach tell me once, like if you ever get tackled on the one yard line, you got to come out of the game because it wasn't important. It wasn't that important enough for you to score because we don't know what's going to happen the next play. I've been in a game where we fumbled the snap. I've been in the game where I fumbled after. I mean, it's just like wow. You know what I said? Cause, and I like to name drop, so I'm going to bring this up. I was watching the game in the second quarter, early in the second quarter. It might even have been first quarter, end of the first quarter. Maurice, Ike, and Jarvis Landry was uh, hanging out with us. And Handsome, I know he ended up hanging out with you for part of the game. But we're talking about your Dolphins, by the way. I'll tell you that afterwards. If we have time, well, I'll tell you Landry's analysis of, uh, of his team. Yeah, he and I got into it during the game as well. 2016. But I said – this is one of those games that it feels unlike any Panthers game we've seen. This is a weird game. Things are not uh, random stuff that you never see happen. Uh, drops happen to the Panthers. But Cam getting stripped, sacked, and touch defensive touchdowns against them and long punt returns. When things get wonky like that, the game feels different than any game you've been in. You could feel the Panthers sensing that. And I thought it was massive when they got that touchdown, and I thought – all right, now they have their chance here, and that punt return, I felt like. And it felt it like the momentum was going their way. One other guy, and actually this was from Jarvis Landry, but one other guy that probably deserves some props and definitely won't get it is, is the Broncos punter. Colquitt w- was very good at punting away from Ted Ginn and making sure that he didn't ha- – I think he had like two punt return yards. Mm-hmm. I think he, he, di- he just didn't give him an opportunity hey. to make a big play. I'm not ge- – I'm. we're giving him props. You don't, props. Want you don't like the punter getting any – he, he played defense. He did, he did his job. He played defense. He didn't do it. He didn't go outside of his job. His job was. To I'm, I'm gonna tell you who they missed. I know who he's. Oh, go ahead. Brown. Oh when yeah. Brown got hurt. Mm-hmm. Philly Brown. When 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 Philly Brown got he hurt, he made that big catch. He got hurt nah. on the catch, right? When Philly Brown got hurt, that changed damaged. the whole. That was weird because he has not been a factor like that. And he was the factor the for that game. Yeah. Because they really wasn't throwing the uh, Harris Jr. Rolling a few, but it was going to to leap like they they were. We're looking for him. We're definitely looking for him. There's when Waldo, the man, right. But when the man got hurt, it kind of uh, – Boy, by it. the way, that was Akeem Tlaib. For all his celebration post-game, boy, he was – I mean, he was out of sorts. I mean, from the get-go. I mean, he he two personal fouls. He, I mean, that was the, as violent a face mask as you'll see. He intentionally he got him and throws him out of bounds. struggles by with it. quick receivers. And, and a lot of guys do. And so when you find the matchup, because he's either going to be speed. He's going to have a bigger guy like a Brandon Marshall. He can cover those guys. Speed guys that can't run routes, he can stay over the top. That's not hard. But a guy that can run routes and, and make you do getting out of breaks and turn your – he struggles with that. He's mm. a bigger – he's a big corner. 
Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out about uh, the game was uh, it's not an I know it's across the country and everything else and economic times are difficult for people and everything else. But for whatever, the Panthers fan base turned out as small as any. Su- I've been now to, I think, seven Super Bowls. That's the smallest turnout by a fan base hey. I've ever seen. And that that was weird hey. because the Broncos who did turn out, they, there were a lot of Broncos fans. Hey. They didn't show in New York two years ago. I remember saying exactly the same thing. The Seahawks fans Seahawks showed fans up on mass. Yeah. They came all the way across the country. Yeah. No Broncos fans there. It from the first snap hey, it was geographically is hard. I the economy is hard right now. And then we talk about San Fran. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing cheaper San Fran. Right. That's nothing, true. Ain't nothing cheaper San Fran. That, that, that ain't nothing but a hop, skip, and a jump. All right, I'm just, I'm just observing. But you could drive. You can drive from Denver. Yeah. So how much the ticket costs from Carolina to? San Fran to the web. Man, that ticket might be – I hear you. I'm, I'm telling you what I saw with no, my well, eyeballs. I saw, I saw it the, was all – I saw the same you know what thing I you saw, like, but – I feel like they should make a stadium in the middle of the United States, and that should be where the Super Bowl is <laughs> held every year. I'm, I'd be so content. Be, I think we would all sign off on New Orleans. I think New Orleans would be fine every year. The uh, the Steelers Super Bowl oh, – the biggest turnout, the biggest uh, difference was Super Bowl Forty in Detroit in part because Pittsburghers could get in their car and drive to the Motor City, but that place was entirely black and gold. Oh, that, that, that felt that like a home crazy. game. Yeah, that it was like, weird. That, felt like and that was against Seattle. In Seattle, they have a They, band- they travel well, too. Yeah, but their bandwagon hadn't quite got going by that point. A lot of Seahawks fans are, are like like black tie. Oh, you know, yes. Yeah, right. they, they used to be another team's fan. Now they'd like the Seahawks. I feel you. That's All cool. right. I want to do a few things, but right now I want to do real quick. I want to show you our personal because we're already talking about it here. Let's get to the DDFP Super Bowl 50 slideshow. And, of course, I arrived on Sunday, and I think everybody here did, right? Sunday is, uh, was the sure. arrival date here. And, you know, the thing that's great is getting to go out and have some grapes with your friends. Look at this, oh, though. This so was nice. this. Now we're jumping to the end here. We jumped Super to Bowl. the end. Oh, Wait, hold on. Fast. That was Monday. What are we Wait doing? Wait a second. Here? Wait a Who's second. Who's in charge you of this slideshow? It's going too fast. Oh. oh. Wait a second. Pause it. No, Pause stop. it. Pause Keep it. Keep it going. I can't see everything. Is Look, this check? some of our friends. That's our Belgian friend, podcasting friends from Sports Look, 11. Getting Bel- some makeup. Handsome. That's how he does. He always has to, takes takes a village. He's a prima donna. The makeup show. Ike oh. and his nude friend from Pittsburgh, Jeff Goldblum. Bro, he's very the one much of the best love. actors ever. Oh, that was uh, the one that looks Maurice, like uh, our friend Nicole Felie, our yeah. co-worker. Oh, it exactly looks like, like that's what I thought it was. I took this at NFL Honors. That's Hines nice. and Lynn Swan. Ooh. Look at this. There was uh, Steph Curry out on the field supporting his beloved Panthers. A-R. Aaron Rodgers was uh, was there for the thing. The thing. Look at and uh, handsome Hank's little boy, five year old boy. He just wrote. He wrote this for school. Were those, he, were those your two boys taking a picture? Uh, one of them is is uh, Tom Brady's son as well. I went oh to the wow! Super Bowl. I had I lots had of, lot of fun in San Francisco. I met a football player. His name is Jarvis Landry. The Broncos won. I mean, that really wraps the whole week up. He simple. was. And he was. was you know, like not a lot of five-year-olds, uh, that but good. that would sit for four hours or whatever the whole. He didn't. Was. He'd still be in the stadium and now he if, he, if we hadn't dragged it. him out. I love talking to, to oh, handsome little huh? boy. It. Yeah, it was. It was really neat. But to me, so you have to go on YouTube and watch that, or go to NFL.com. Check out. We have an exclusive shot of Cam coming out the tunnel pregame. Yes, I mean, I yeah, I I, I stood. I mean, it's crazy. I I, I have to come. say. 
call it a little bit too saccharine maybe for you. Maybe you won't like this. But I'll, I'll tell you something. I got to be on the field at Super Bowl 50 hours and hours before it kicked off with my chums, Handsome, Ike, and Maurice. Hey, and we took a really nice picture as well together. That, yeah, where's that, that picture? Show up I, I wanted to lean on each photograph and tell a story about each one. It would have only taken me about seven and a half hours to do. <laughs> it would have been fine. But it starts with, first of all, we had a great meal. I met Ike had some uh, some of his friends, and that was a lot of fun to get to spend time with money and handsome. Handsome and I go on our culinary tour of the United States at least every Super Bowl, any NFL event we go out and we have Ruffed, we have, we have we have great food. We've been to Chicago, Austin, Texas, New Orleans is still our winning. New Orleans, we had great food in San Francisco though, Ike, and you were our sommelier. You chose our wine for the evening, and it was all delicious. And uh, you were you you kibitzing with the guy with the waiter the whole time. And money, <laughs> money also does that weird move. What did you make of that, Ike? Mer, uh, Matt Money Smith, regular guy, you know, south side of Chicago. But boy, you get him a, a glass of wine in his hand. He does that thing where he holds it up and like holds it into his nose, and then he puts Smells it in his mouth. It. And he goes, and he goes. You got to smell. taste it. Like, all right, settle down over there. You got to taste. You got to taste the smell of grapes. You got to see what foreigns they. From. I tasted them. Yeah. Yeah. You got to see where it's from, man. I'm, you gotta you gotta swirl the glass a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was from the bottle. Then it went into my belly. That's where it was. Did you, oh, yeah. did you let it air from, out? Did you let it air out? Yeah, the we bottle? let it air out. We had a few good bottles. We did. Like, that wine was so good it tastes like Kool-Aid. It was delicious. Oh, it was as was the food. Coletto's gets my gold star for our yeah, best meal of uh You had of a the big week. flintstone pork chop you that did was it. You had a six, big, nine big person pork five ten. It was delicious, Maurice. It was delicious. I love it. <laughs> but we ate really well, and yeah. Oh, and I should say, on Monday I got to go to the visit. It was compl- to the stadium. It was completely empty, and uh, I was uh, doing some promos for something I should promote. Now on the network this weekend, uh, it's uh, football withdrawal. Football is not over. You'll get to see some of the great Super Bowls of all time, the original broadcasts in a marathon all weekend long. So look for that. That was cool to see it. You know, a few days in advance. But then, like I say, we gather on the field, and I'll tell you, it was it was it was a glorious day to begin with. We had to be up early and drive over there, and nobody cares about what time we have to wake up to be there because we're going to the Super Bowl. It was cool. We go through the whole thing, and we find ourselves on this pristine uh, field in Santa Clara. And I mean, the moments were coming fast and furious. First of all, Peanut Tillman comes up. Fourteen years after. Ike Taylor and Peanut Tillman were the starting cornerbacks at Louisiana Lafayette. Suddenly, they're on the football field, and Ike is talking to him, and Peanut obviously doesn't get to play, but he's as, I mean, he is a nice, nice, funny guy. He's a good dude. He just is a, general, he's just yeah. a cool guy. He would fit in beautifully here in 66. He accepted, I'm not a nice guy, but everybody else here is nice. They, but the, the sincerity of your conversation of like, wow, I mean, Decade and a half later, look at where we are. And he's like, I got to get what you have, though, Ike. And he's like, by the end of the day, you're going to get your ring. I mean, it's just crazy, really neat. And uh, unfortunately, Peanut didn't get right. it. But but nevertheless, that was wonderful. We, we'd take a spin around the stadium. Oh, everybody's yelling to Ike and Maurice. They love them. People are yelling, where's Handsome Hank? Get away, where's Handsome? You know, there's the yeah. Handsome has fans. People you had asking a guy for his autograph. You, there's a you guy ain't even turned back around. I guy turned around. Turn around. He big time. He big time his fans. He goes, he goes hey, that's Dave Damashek. That's right. And I go, See? and then Shaq just kept walking. I'm like, Shaq, 
this guy over here was saying what's up. Like, like, oh, I had, it, I see, I had a moment like that. I was leaving the hotel one night, and uh, and there were these guys. You know, our hotel's the league hotel. There's millions of fans milling around, all that stuff. And this guy, they're holding a ball, and you know, the bunch of players and legends who were there had signed the ball. And I walked out of the hotel, and I heard behind me like, "Hey, I think that's him. I think that's him. Let's, let's go ask." <laughs> so, so I get this tap on my shoulder, and they go, "We signed my ball, Eli." I was like, "What, <laughs> Eli?" Yeah, they oh. thought I was Eli Manning. Oh, oh man, you should. What's worse, that or oh. that somebody came up to me and was like, oh. "I got to shake your hand. Thank you very much for all you're doing." I'm like, "Wow, wow, thank you. I don't <laughs> think I'm really doing the Lord's work here." He's like, "Tony, you are so nice to talk to me." I'm like, "Tony," he's like. Are, you're not Tony Romo? <laughs> Tony, Tony Romo. Romo. How are you Tony Romo? When did Tony Romo have a beard and uh, have a pot belly? That thing's worse. We were, uh, Jessica I was Simpson with my had a pot belly. walking around, and they go, that's them, that's them. And the guy goes, Maurice, are you with Eddie Lacy? And I looked at my cousin and just cried. <laughs> I just started crying. Like, oh, I met your cousin. <laughs> he looked nothing great. like Eddie Lacy. I'm like. Eddie Lacy. <laughs> and I was like, bro, we got to start working out. <laughs> We've gone too far. <laughs> Marie, so, yeah, I got to meet some of his family. They were all nice people. Um, I ran into uh, Levy and Bell and Mike Mitchell. They were very nice fellows. Levy and remembered uh, some of our conversations and Mike Mitchell. Ever, I mean, the thing that you learn, the overarching thing is, Boy, you guys, Maurice and Ike, and to a slightly lesser degree, you handsome Hank, a lot of respect out there for you in the NFL community. People want to – Brandon Marshall, Vernon Davis, I'm trying to think who else, guys that are playing in the Super Bowl, running off the sideline to come over and say hello to Ike. They're walking the field. Hey, Maurice, what's happening, man? Maurice is introducing me to Brandon Marshall. Like, hey, this is Sheck. Hey, Brandon Marshall, good luck in the Super Bowl in a couple minutes here. Bizarre – out-of-body kind of like uh, experiences that I am lucid enough to know that I have no business being there, and I know that that's, millions of people would give anything this, to have that's those. That's what we're trying to bring to the network. Like, it's authentic. Like, that's right. You they, can't fake You, you can't fake the you respect can't fake that those guys real. have. They just like – it's just not that they respect – and they respect you and everything else and Steve Smith and Tory Smith – and Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston tells me, I know I've been on the Fashion Popo a couple of times this year. I'm trying <laughs> to look good so that so up. that Ike and Maurice don't get me anymore. And Steve Smith respects you, Ike, and Tory Smith is extended, is saying, I respect him. He's the only guy who ever got me to trash talk on the field. That's not something I do. But more importantly, really, you know, as we go through life, it's uh, th- these guys love you. They just like to laugh with you guys. And can they come over because they consider you friends. So it's not, not a reverence thing. Check. It's just that they're, they, they think you're nice people. How excited were you when Ike took us to the the restaurant? Yeah, this is the story I want to hear about. So I Ike, think Sheck wet his pants just a little, just a little bit. Just a little slight came out. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> no, no apology I've coming. I've never if seen you're anyone turn so red and smile. As really, Man, his smile was. Only, he was he was eye to only, eye. The only reason Ike didn't turn red is because he can't <laughs> turn red. But you should have seen him with Jeff Goldblum and Ryan Reynolds. Hollywood glitterati. Love Don't Ike change Taylor. the story. I'm not going to. I'm just telling you they love those I guys. Didn't even know those guys until they got on set. I know, but they loved you. That's for sure. Ryan Reynolds we're talk, we're fell in love with you as you. well. So we. So yes, Ike. At some point, you ran into somebody. Omar. From the Omar Khan. The Khan. That was Omar Khan. Yeah, I thought. Omar. I thought that was. Yeah, Omar. that's Omar. How about that? That was Omar Khan. Yep. I thought I assumed that's who it was. But um 
you say he said, "Hey, come with us." And Ike could have just gone on his own or said, "Hey, Maurice," but instead he says he brings me and our producer Black and uh, you know, the, the, again, generosity. And you say, "Come with us." And we next thing we know, we're in the luxury box at the 50-yard line with Dan Rooney and five other people, Burt Lawton, the head of Steelers Centrone. PR. There was, was the, no one else in there. So the hedge fund guy I was telling you about, Centrone, that was him with the ball head. Yeah. The Steelers. There was nobody in this box. Right. And, and by the way, this I This is Rooney. I also ate some food. And it was food very was good. good food. It was they, really I good. Had I had the, the buffalo wings. They're too spicy. I had I had <laughs> smell it. In the Steelers box, I had I sampled the wings. I sampled the charcuterie plate. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, but anyway, yes, I also got what, glad hand. Mr. Handled. Rudy got a chance to talk. What'd we spoke guys, briefly. What you guys talk about? We talked about what area I grew up in in Pittsburgh and how I've been going to the games since the late 70s, and I remember being in Three River Stadium and watching the Steelers dispatch the Denver Broncos in their orange pants and then the Houston Oilers and the Miami Dolphins and then the Oilers again in 78 and 79, and I made the that switch was, over. I flipped over with Mark Malone in the 80s and Bubby Brister, and then that, I made the all that into Hines. And a little bit of talking. So, we also talked about Ike a little. Can I can I tell you what we talked about? Which was like I amazing. you know what was interesting. I will, but I, I I thought it was interesting that I said you know like Ike is you know what what a treat Ike is and and well, I was surprised that uh, Mr. Rooney said you know I've never really been that much of a fan. Yeah, <laughs> and I was surprised by that because Ike says how much he likes uh, Dan Rooney. But so anyway, it's, uh, it's mutant. Yeah, whatever. No, hey. he li- Ike. I mean, Dave. you to watch Ike deal with I mean let's be honest you're from the bayou you're a black man who is 60 years younger than those than than Mr. and Mrs. Rooney the kinship between you it says it all it says it all the way you treat people is consistent and not just because he's the king of the the Steelers you treat uh I mean you treat black tie well I mean that's as big a difference in human beings as there it's are true I mean to to, to summon hey, to summon uh, decency toward <laughs> hey, black tie. I mean, you can't get any lower I on, the, on the total behind the scenes. But not to go back to go back to what you were saying, Shaq, about hey, how much these how much NFL players love these guys. I mean, we were just talking behind the glass here, how, like. MJD and Ike, man, these are pro bowlers. The guys are the top three of the position for a legitimate amount of time. I remember coming to work, being excited because I had to work on the Maurice Jones Jew music video for Fantasy Live and all that right. stuff. And now we see him now. I beat him in Madden and all that stuff. You know, but turn the mic off. You but, know, do you remember? Do you remember the time Ike Taylor came in studio for the first time <laughs> and uh, and you showed uh, Calvin Johnson? Oh my God! Touchdowns all, against him. Remember it's all, that? It's all for good content. At the end of the day, but oh, that was real, it's for good content. You know, you hear good, that? good content. But no, I was going to say the biggest thing. What was awesome? I was talking with Omar about um, Omar Khan about uh, Vontez Perfect, and Mr. Rooney was like, "That guy got three of us," and I was like, "That's right, yeah." I was like, "You focus on that." He goes, "Yeah, he got three of us." I can't believe that's right. One he, guy, Vontez took out Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Lev Bell in yeah. one year. <laughs> what a year! But yeah. he's a great guy, though. Don't, uh, don't oh. say bad about Vontez because he's just playing football. No, but but you know what though? And but when don't, I asked him, I asked him how he him. felt, he don't said, "Don't defend him." When I asked him, he said, "That's football." Yep. And I was like, "Wow!" And all the stuff that Ike talks about, it's like you get it goes from the top down. It's not yep. like just that's like the standard is a standard because Mr. Rooney said that, and then it trickles down. And it shows. Well. As it happens, we then went directly from there, and Maurice said, "You know, well now Ike doesn't get all the glory. I want to say, I want, let's see if the Jaguars' box is open to us. I, you know, I don't know I if know I'm on good terms. I don't remember how I end. Well, well, you remember, you remembered it, and you said, let's go see if we can find the uh, the Jaguars' box, and so you did. Yeah, he was there. He was nice. Mr. Khan was awesome. Was, Tony was, was there. Oh. He had his ponytail with his mustache doing his thing." Told us he wanted us to stay. I was like, nah, we can't. We Mr. Can't. Con, I mean, it was, but 
uh, he, uh, Marie said, I mean, really, I don't know how this is going to go. I, you know, when I went to Oakland, I don't think we ended on great terms. I haven't seen him in, uh, in, in a little while now. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew outside the, the Jags box. Who opens the door? Khan opens the door, <laughs> opens the door th- in his in his man bun and that uh, and the distinctive mustache throws his arms open. Ike and I mean, uh, Maurice and Khan are hugging each other. Maurice, it's so good to see you. I mean, crazy. it, it, it was cried. something to see. But check this I out. almost cried. <laughs> Can, is this camera on? This Uh-oh, is here we this go. this is as authentic as it's going to get. So we go to two luxury suite boxes, owner for the Pittsburgh Steelers, owner for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But what y'all feel to realize, man, we went back to game day blitz, third floor of the Levi Stadium, and we finished watching the game on the couch. Amongst the people. <laughs> that, you know what? The people. I didn't even think about that. I hear right. exactly right. That's cool. It's going to get, like, just some down-to-earth, genuine people, man. Tune in next year. Catch us all the time. Just wait. Wait, so that's it? We're done till next season? No, I just had to put that up. Yeah, oh, I right. think okay, it's done. good to put I'm it tired. up. You know what? Stick <laughs> <laughs> a fork at me. Ike, you're, that, I, I didn't even make that connection, but that is exactly right. In uh, the first half, we did sit literally yes. on a white couch right. of truth, just like we did all through every Sunday. And uh, I do uh, feel sure that uh, we are on the bigger and uh, – Maybe oh. not better because I don't think it could get much better, we, but I think we're on drop? more stuff. We yeah. saw Alicia Keys. Swiss. We saw Alicia Keys and Swiss. Oh, we saw what's her name from um, Alex from Greece. Yeah, we saw a girl from Greece. Uh, the oh. dancer. What's her name? Oh, the Fox. The one was Ryan Seacrest's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. I can't think her. of her name. We saw what's her name. We saw uh, A Rod. Oh yeah, A Rod was there too. Alex Rodriguez. What was he by himself? By himself, just walking. Didn't have anybody else with chilling, him. Chilling, just chilling. And but the again, I want to go back. The fox was uh, what's her name? The blonde. You guys didn't care. Uh, I, Alicia Keys walked by. That's all I could think about. I don't yep. care about Alicia. And I wanted, I like and, I, and I didn't want to disrespect though. Swiss because I was gonna get up and, and drop something in her ear when she had her kid. <laughs> you kept I, looking too. Oh, I stared the whole time, and I, and, and I stared. <laughs> and while he was staring at me, I was staring at her. I, that was. Disrespect. I was. Look. MJ, that, when do you see? When do you see her? Uh, we we're on the third floor chilling. And uh, she came walking by. I was like, that's Alicia Keys. Oh, Black Ties. I'm sorry he wasn't there. No, no, I had dinner on Friday night with the family, and she walked in with Swiss. And I was like, oh, that's A. Keys. I also met Kendrick Lamar. That was hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know who Swiss is. We're not competing. I don't don't have to announce that. The name dropping. I'm just joining in. I don't know Swiss. Hey, I want to show you. You you mentioned music there. I want to show you. I thought the coolest thing was the halftime show. Take a look at this real quick. Wait a second, I got confused there. That wasn't uh, That's the, the Shexters. That wasn't the halftime That's show. That's the Shexters. That was the much better show. That's the Shexters. Yeah, that was a much better show that I saw the preceding Sunday uh, before I boarded the plane. The last thing I saw, that was my his, as uh, no disrespect no silly. disrespect it's to you, but that was like, my highlight of uh, the Super Bowl week, the Sunday that started wow. it before That's I boarded cool. that. Eight year old uh Oprah. And uh, six-year-old Jean-Claude Van Damme getting up on the stage at the famous in L.A. 
El Rey playing music, and I mean, you talk about like, well, hey, that's uh, you getting this. I have no idea who those two people were getting up and on the stage. It. My boy looking like uh, uh, John Entwistle. No, uh, he was serious. He was serious. He was serious. <laughs> and if you watch the whole video through, at the end, the guy, everyone else, it sounds like everyone other kid was singing a song that they that was you know one that was out there. That was she. She wrote it herself. Yeah. This. Yeah. That was. Uh, What's the title of the song? I think the name of the song is uh, "This Is a Song About Animals." Oh no, no. The name of the song is "We Are Not Animals." Right. And that there's something there's something in there about take your father buy your hand hold your daddy by his hand hold your daddy by your you might, hand you might got something yeah i got something right <laughs> <You might. laughs> it was want to cultivate that. it was something right to though. behold but uh that was uh that look was, at him he's, he's serious i told serious. you serious. john entwistle up right. there boom, 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 look at his technique standing up look at there. his shoulders yeah doing it yeah she it. very casually uh she's just letting it go yeah yep. she was singing that's what she's supposed there to there are people rocking at the front She's not surprised by her uh, by her presence on the stage because that's what she's supposed to right. do in her head. That's right. I, I came off the stage. I said, "Was that? Are you? Can you imagine? I can't believe what you just did. That was so amazing." She said, "Yeah, can I? You know what? I hope well, we can go home and eat my favorite chicken." Do you know she what? Wanted to go eat her favorite. Uh, chicken. Do you know what will be good? Like, oh yeah, Super it. Bowl sixty six. <laughs> Which would fit in here? Those two, half real for real halftime show. And your boy uh, running out onto the field as the Could starting happen. quarterback for happen. for the New York Jets. We can no, that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't. Oh, let I him can't him. control that. That's what the if I he gets drafted I would, by the Jets. Do you, you know who did? Archie Manning. No, he didn't. I'd be I happily I'd be Archie Manning. He's not sorry. He's not going there. Archie, San Diego. No, sorry. Archie, he's not going there. That's well, not going to happen. If San Diego really wanted to, Eli would have been in San Diego if they wanted it, mm-hmm. but they knew they had another quarterback they could get. Yep. Um, all right, so with that said, Ike and, and his uh, his good words about uh, where we're heading in 2016 uh, are true, but also we will continue to, uh, to provide you with spellbinding content about the game of football and, more importantly, the game called life all through the offseason. As soon as Thursday, we'll be back with another episode for you. The Sheck Report is uh, going to be up in a moment or maybe is already up there, depending on when you're listening to it. Look for us on YouTube and NFL Now. And I got to say, you know what? With all due respect to Todd Gurley and Marcus Peters, the NFL's real rookies of the year, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, stars in the making, they already – are as good as it gets, and they're only getting better. And it was, uh, more importantly, like I say, great fun, handsome, Ike, Maurice, Matt Money-Smith, everybody else who joined us. And those guys back there as well. Let's not forget those guys back there. And I'm with the exception of Black Tie. Handsome. They're below the line. We don't acknowledge it. With the exception of Black Black Tie put himself above the line when for the whole of Super Bowl week he stood for some reason (laughs) behind a bar that he made. You got to give a shout out behind the glass crew. They're behind the glass crew. Look at those guys. No, real shout out to G. Yeah, Will. The God kid, Will Pyle. Black tie. Oh, we saw Brandon McGee, yep. Sully, Emma, everybody who worked on the yep, show during exactly. the year. Exactly. R.I.P. Shout Black out. tie. R.I.P. No, they're not here anymore. BTGs. Yeah. Behind the glass crew. Uh, but it's been a, a wonderful time, and like I say, we'll be uh, we're on to uh, to bigger stuff as uh, as 2016 moves along here. You can watch us in video, in fact, because uh, I'm going to the combine. I thought and we were going to the top defense of all time. I wanted to do top defense of all time, too. Well, Ike's not going to be here, Black Tie. Ike, get, let him say it. Yeah, quick uh, quick tease. What's up? Top defense that you've ever the seen. Top three. Even if you were on it, you can be immodest. Uh, 2008. Don't, 2008 is up there, but I don't want to bring up a sore subject. In the fourth quarter, you gave up the lead. What, what that? 
What did that say? Who won it? Who won the game? Statistical analysis of the greatest defenses in NFL history is a piece up. Uh, I'm not sure where that's from. I, I, I Listen, I'm aware of how good the odd eight defense was, but in the fourth quarter they gave up the lead. The Broncos won. The knock I'll give on them is that it's a minor knock. The Steelers did rally in a big way and put up 30-some on them in, uh, in late in the season, and that almost cost them um, almost cost them the division that game, but I guess teams can have a letdown here and there over the course of the season. Certainly in the postseason, that Broncos defense ranks all time there. I don't know. I don't care what the compute, what your cell phone says. Ike Taylor's, tell me what you think. We was ranked number one in yards and points. All right. How about you, handsome? Best defense you've seen? I think, uh, I mean, I didn't see as much of them. I think the 85 Bears are there. I think it's hard. Like two years ago, we were talking about the Seahawks. 85 Bears. Well, Adam Rank and others will always point out that, in fact, the 86 Chicago right. Bears defense was statistically superior. Obviously, numbers lie sometimes. Mm-hmm. But well, you're talking no. about Super Bowl champion, or I thought we were. Well, the 76 Steelers, who I don't know, I didn't games, see. Though. That was a great, uh, an all-time great defense that uh, came up short in the title game against the Raiders. The Ravens, yeah, we'll go into it all, but uh, and I also, but uh, but Maurice, you said something just before we started here. We'll delve into that. Let's not uh, let's not uh, do a Cliff's Notes version. Thirteen point nine points per game. All right, I saw it. That's low. Thirteen point. Oh, that was also a cool thing low, though too, low. because I but mentioned were, the, that was not dragging along that offense that the Broncos defense had to carry. Thirteen point nine the whole way through the season. They had no whip. They had nothing to like. If you didn't, if you didn't um, stop the other team, forget it. They're not going to score more than twenty They don't win the game. They don't points. get the defensive touchdown in right. the Super Bowl and many other victories they had over the course of the season with thirteen point nine touchdowns. That's all you get. All right, I respect <laughs> it. It's very good. But you know what else was one more uh, cool little thing that happened down on the field was. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald showing up. And I said, wow, look at this. And I did snap a picture of that one and said, last time you two were on a Super Bowl field together, Larry Fitzgerald and uh, Troy and uh, and Ike Taylor were were uh, were Gets. chasing one another, and like, oh, that, that's the last time you two were on a field. And uh, and Larry, did. that's how that's how I knew his hands were strong because I had my hand on that ball, and he managed to. Oh, really? Ball. That one over the middle? He you? No, I'm talking about in the end zone. Oh, that uh, uh, yeah, right. He he, he managed to. He didn't move it. I said, this son of a gun. He didn't say that. You said something else. Yeah, I said something. I said, this son of a gun. I remember the look on your face at the time. I remember thinking, like, I remember you getting up from that play, watching it live and thinking, there's nothing 24 could have done on that one. I remember you're looking up in the replay, looking up like you stood up like, he held on to that ball. He, he did. What happened? I mean, I, nothing else I could do. <laughs> that really was. He, he you had your hands on the me. ball. He wanted more than me. Guess what? I got my ring. Larry Fitzgerald, another nice guy. Though. Another, uh, another, to, uh, you know, great dresser too. Phenomenal. He's dresser. very good. Great dresser. All right, let him know on the fashion popo, real quick, Maurice. Before you go, uh, before you take a nap in your chair, there, <laughs> you made one. You made one very strong statement. Von Miller, best defender you've ever seen. I have, I'd have to say that he's the most versatile. He can cover receivers. He can cover tight ends. He can rush the passer. He can play zone. He can play man. You know, a lot of guys we talk about, like, I, I never got a chance to really watch Derek Thomas, but I know he was a tremendous pass rusher. I don't know if he could cover. De- I w- you know, with all respect to Derek Thomas, I've always said he is the doppelganger as much as any. I mean, really, it's like looking at Derek yeah. Thomas out on the field. But, yeah, he might be a little more versatile. It's, uh, it's, Miller, it's hard to ask a, a defensive end to cover. A defensive end who can put his hand in the ground or outside 3-4 – a linebacker to stand up to go cover. 
and the man can go cover. LT, best defender LT, I've I mean, ever it's, seen. it's a different question. If it's best defender, then you're talking about the impact he had on every play the most, every game. But versatile is a different well, question. No, I think no, they're two because, different things. Uh, no, right? they're not because you got to remember if – we knew every time LT was in the game, he was rushing. I'm, yeah. right. He wasn't. He dropped. No, he every, drop. he, he dropped he every drop. now and then, but it wasn't like he was rushing. They put Von Miller on a receiver, mm-hmm. and they threw the ball, which is the correct read, and he he knocked it out. Boy, it is funny that Wade did that in two straight games. Like, hey, go ahead and throw it. Go ahead. You want you want to drop them back with Gronk? Yeah. We're gonna drop do that. Gronk, Make the, the pass. Our, our our pass rush is gonna get to you before you're gonna be able to throw the perfect ball up the side. You're not gonna you're gonna let it go a second before you want to there. Um, I'd also mean Joe Green. Uh, you watch him in his prime. Oh, if you, yeah, you guys are too yeah. young to have watched him, but if you see him in his prime, the key is if you see the gray face mask on the Steelers and 75s on the field, watch what a destroyer he is. He is in the backfield all the time. You know one other guy who's on the rise? Aaron Donald. That Talk about disruptive. Yep. That guy is in the backfield every You're on his play. Way. Yep. Anyway, all right, listen, I, I put put a bow on it there. I uh, just wanted to get that stuff in because I don't know when we're going to have Ike and Maurice back in, but I do know that we're going to kibitz and hang out in Indianapolis, so be on the lookout for that. In yes. Good times coming your way. St. Elmo's Steak. That's what we're going to go Ooh. get, right, Handsome? I'm yes, gonna, definitely. Have you ever had you come that? with us? Never had it, but I'm with oh, All right, let's do it. the shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktail hot. Uh, Maurice won't like that because it's very spicy. Very spicy. I'll do spicy. Anyway, great times uh, all through the season, fellas. There's more to come for you, the listener, for you, the viewer. We appreciate you checking out all our work throughout the 2015 season into 2016. One last time. Let's hear Ike's song. Number 24 is in the house. Ike Taylor's on the show. I like that at the end. All right, now let's leave with the new and improved one. Thanks, Maurice. Thanks, Handsome. Thanks to everybody behind the glass. Thanks for watching and listening all season long. We'll be back on Tuesday with another one. In the meantime, take it away, one-man house band, Dick Banks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, tell the folks where they can find on the latest Move the Sticks episode. Well, obviously, we're going to recap Super Bowl 50, how the Broncos were able to put up a dominant defensive performance. We also would touch on the unexpected retirement of Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, we got a lot of ground to cover. You can check that out. Move the Sticks on NFL.com slash podcast, iTunes, or even YouTube. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring – your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.